All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of the DGen Sports Hub podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, along with Justin, who I guess is also your host, so co-hosts. Um, anyway, this is the mid-NBA finals, a.k.a. Justin got banned from Reddit in his board <laughs> check-in. So um, we're going to recap a couple of things that we talked about in the first podcast, as well as the quick uh, after game two article that I wrote. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, what we're observing in the games and, and talk about some lines uh, that we like potentially going forward. So just as a quick recap of the lines that I talked about in my article, uh, I talked about the Bucks winning the game. It's pretty standard stuff for the team that went on the road, lost two, comes home, you know, shows that they've got what it takes. So the line was at uh, four points when I wrote the article. I said, you know, follow it and see if you can find a, a minus three and a half, just because in my very small brain, I, I don't like ties and that potential. So if a three and a half line never made itself apparent, I might go so far as to buy some points, even though that's probably mathematically stupid, but, you know, simple minded man here. So I um, just don't really listen to me. But, you know, if you ever if you ever feel like a good way to lose money, then that's really the idea. Um, but anyway, all of that said, if you were to have taken the bucks and the points there, you would have done so without too much drama, especially starting in the second half there. So good yeah. on you for that. Uh, predicting, you know, a sizable win for Milwaukee there. Yeah. And like I said, we talked about this. It's not a series until the home team loses. And, you know, you know, Milwaukee was going to win this game just based on the narrative. I mean, this wasn't probably going to be a, a sweep by either team and right. you know, both teams realistically have a chance of blowing the other one out on any given night. So uh, yeah, definitely seemed like a smart bet at the time. So luckily paid off. And and on, on top of that, we also had um, everyone's favorite NBA referee, Scott Foster and a man himself who's known to, you know, partake in a little bit of gambling, mm-hmm. although he'd probably deny it. Um, there's a little bit of a fun fact there around him and Chris Paul uh, games, basically him refereeing Chris Paul playoff games. And I think CP three is like, Oh, and 10 or Oh, and 12 at this point. So it was Oh, and 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if he, if he comes back, you know who to bet on basically. Um, so yeah, not a huge surprise there. The, Disappointment of my uh, kind of predictions or interesting lines was uh, my boy, Brooke Lopez, Stanford Pride, really just didn't pull it together. After having a couple pretty decent road games in Phoenix, I had him for, I think it was 17 and a half points, rebounds and assists total. I took an over on that and he kind of had a pretty mediocre stat line. So a little bit of a letdown there, but it's always, you know, something that's well within the realm of possibility with a D-Gen prop player bet on like a not star. So yeah, uh, anything can sort of happen there. I think that really what, what hampered the situation was a, he didn't really have a great game, so that's fine. But, you know, players can put up empty stats with, without playing well. But I think what made it worse was more that Bobby Portis and some of the other bench guys who really played like shit, uh, in Phoenix did decent in Milwaukee. So yep. less on Brooke Lopez to win it and uh, more on, you know, the other rest of the team to kind of carry the weight. So he didn't really get the touches, if you will, that he might normally when um, some of the other supporting cast isn't playing yeah. well. And this was a 
pretty big blowout too. So, I mean, they didn't really need Lopez's offensive ability or anything. And, you know, these other role players could definitely have kind of stepped in and just kind of padded the stats too. So, right. Exactly. Um, anything that you want to mention around some of the, the game three, anything you liked, didn't like? Um, I mean, I think it pretty much went the way we expected it. Um, you know, we figured Phoenix would have a, probably an off game. So as you can see with like, uh, players like Devin Booker, you know, had a pretty terrible night. Right. Um, you know, just going back to kind of some of the role players, you know, any given night with some of these guys, it's very like game driven, game dependent. Uh, they're realistically probably not going to have a, a great game every game of the series. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean we got to stop betting it. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, a win for the Bucks means the series goes at least another game, right, than it might normally have. So, yep. uh, we more betting for us to do. <laughs> um, fi- go yeah, for it. so uh, for the Bucks, uh, the series bet, you had mentioned you took that at 375 when they were at 0-2. Um, right now, it looks like that's moved to plus 200. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Sitting pretty with 375? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I was happy to spend my lunch money and maybe turn it into a nice dinner money sort of situation. I obviously wouldn't put my life savings on the bucks to win the series then or, or even now. That would not be very sound financially. But um, skipping lunch, you know, it's the new diet craze. And uh, that's what I did there. So at this <laughs> point, at plus 200, I'm not sure I would do the same thing. Like I... I think the Bucks are certainly capable of winning it, but they're still, you know, the road team uh, in terms of overall home court advantage and still have a bit to prove like Devin Booker scoring like was 11 or 13 points, something kind of pathetic and not playing yeah. well. And Deandre Ayton getting in foul trouble. Uh, a lot of things didn't go right for the Suns. So even though the, the final score shows that they were you know, thoroughly run out of the building, uh, I'm not sure that that really reflects the whole potential of the game and obviously the, the Bucks deserve the win like don't get me wrong I'm just not positive that uh, Phoenix will as a collective play down to that level that they did in game three again this series yeah um, so moving on to uh, I guess the best for the rest of the series um, one interesting one is uh, the Bucks are plus one and a half uh, for the series, so essentially them not losing four two or four one, uh, that's sitting at minus one forty. Uh, what do you think of that? I, I think it's very interesting, as you said. I hindsight is twenty twenty. I wish I would have seen something like this and known that this bet was available. I guess uh, after they were down 0-2. so in the same sort of vein as plus 375 for the series, depending on the value one could have got there. Like you knew that the bucks weren't getting it swept. Like that just wasn't going to happen. And I still think that it has the potential to be a very close series. Like at the end of the day, the bucks have the most dominant player on the floor and Giannis, like he's able to do it on offense, get his team involved, do it on defense, provide help side, you know, coverage on the rim, kind of do a little bit of everything. So he's in terms of finals, you know, players and, and guys that are, um, having tremendous impact on both ends of the floor and in transition, he's the closest thing that we've seen to like LeBron in that sense. And we've seen LeBron drag a 
potentially even less talented Cavs team kicking and screaming to multiple finals and even beating the Warriors who were on paper a much more talented team. So mm-hmm. as a Warriors fan, I know what can be done with, you know, a, a man possessed who really is the most athletically gifted and um, you know dominating force on the court for a given series. So uh, all that to say uh, at minus minus one forty, I, it's, you know, what is that one to one and a half almost on your money? Not great. If that were closer to your usual um, minus one ten, like I would definitely be interested in something like that just because I, I can see them going to seven easily. I could potentially see them winning a series. Like if you told me today, like the bucks win this, I wouldn't be tremendously shocked. shocked yeah. Right. And you may okay. Yeah. You know, Giannis would, for sure have, you know, been MVP and had his hand on, on every single game, but he's already had back-to-back 40 point performances. Like, you know, it wouldn't be that surprising to see him continue this given his skill and, um, you know, determination here. So yeah, I don't see them losing four, one, four, two. That's what you're betting against, right? Like, do they, do they lose four, two, um, can Booker and and CP three, you know, do enough or can their role players hit up open shots and, can eight and stay out of foul trouble, you know, in three out of the uh, two out of the next three games, basically. So yeah. uh, with the Bucks at home next game, I still like them. That's getting, getting a little bit far ahead into our next point, but yep. um, yeah, I mean, at minus one forty, it's right there where I'm not sure I would take it. Um, just uh, something to look out for in a future playoff series or something like that to uh, know might be there when you're kind of betting the, underdog even though they're not as much of an underdog as the narrative might suggest they'd be if that makes sense yeah exactly um so yeah moving on to game four uh the spread is four and a half and you know like i said in the spirit of extending the series you know taking the momentum that they had from game three i think the bucks can easily win this game i mean to add on like blow them out um and so I, I can see this game getting out of hand very quickly and Phoenix potentially just packing it in. Yeah, uh, I can see that as well. Uh, I don't expect Booker to score 11 or 13 points or whatever that he did last game. I expect him to play a bit better. Um, Aiton got into foul trouble and was kind of managing that, so we didn't see the best of him. But you know, Giannis is a tough check, so we'll see if he's uh, uh, going to be able to um, – stay out of foul trouble and stay on the court. But basically um, we're going to see, I guess. Right. But all of that to say, I think that the uh, Bucks should win this game. It could be close, but we haven't even seen a close one yet. You know, I think every game has been decided double digits, right. Or even closer to 15 points. So I yeah. can certainly expect to see something pretty lopsided. And to your point, if the game does get a little bit out of hand towards the fourth, we could see, Monty Williams pulling the starters and kind of packing it in, trying to regroup back at home in Phoenix. Yep. Um, which takes us to the next idea of uh, the over-under. I think it's sitting at 220. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you like the over. Um, I kind of like it too, regardless of like who wins this game. I think you know, both teams have a potential of blowing the other one out. Right. And you're looking at two high powered offenses. Both both of these teams can easily 
put up 130 on the other one by themselves. So uh, that gets you quite the way there already in its own right. And the fact that uh, we haven't even seen a, a score less than this, I don't think, in the series thus far. So I, I think that the world is predicting them to be some closer games as the finals drag on, which I expect there to be as well. Like they felt each other out, kind of hit each other with their first punches, if you will. And now we're going to maybe see things slow down a little bit, but just given the offensive firepower, both of these teams have, I don't see us getting that, you know, one Oh one to 98 game in game four. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think the, the over-under is dependent on, you know, kind of who you're picking for the to win the spread? Or uh, do you think those are pretty kind of independent bets? I think that they're team-dependent. So with these two teams, we just talked about their high-power offense. Neither of them are necessarily known to be that, you know, grit-and-grind Memphis Grizzlies team that is going to yeah. win 85 to 79 sort of thing. So for the two of these, I don't think that the spread and the over under necessarily are as correlated. Um, you know, if one of these teams was playing the 2013 Grizzlies and I expected the Grizzlies to win, I'd probably be looking at an under because just the way that the game would have to be played for that to happen, that would be yeah. what I would expect. Um, but I, I don't know whether for these two particular teams, uh, that's what it takes for, yep. you know, there to be that connection there. Yep. I agree. Um, you got any good uh, prop bets for the coming game? Um, a couple ones that I found interesting. So um, the Booker prop bet. So Booker had a terrible game in last game, as we've talked about, you know, I think he sat most different all of the fourth quarter, barely could hit a shot. Um, so if we, are expecting to see a rising superstar here. You know, you're not going to be able to see them have two bad games in a row like that. So I saw on DraftKings that there was an over two and a half three-pointers made at plus 110. And I think he made like seven threes in one of the earlier games this series. So he's certainly a guy who's capable of, you know, striping him from deep. Um, I, I think that that and the fact that you get a little bit more than even money there means that you are, um, potentially going to um, get better odds just in general with that one. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, looks like there's another one, Bobby Portis, over half a three and uh, over 11 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah. Uh, so, had a pretty, he had a pretty good game three. Uh, do you think that keeps up for game four, basically? I think it 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 might, <laughs> right? We're back to the Brick Lopez conundrum of like you're yep. doing some real degen stuff by betting on a bench player. Even Brook at least starts. So um, with Bobby Portis, it's just a, a matter of you know what kind of time he's getting in the game. Uh, he seemed to, since he was the fill in for Giannis when he was out in that Atlanta series, he seems to play a bit in the you know when Giannis is on the bench, and we know that. While Giannis can certainly play a ton of minutes because he's a, a young guy in general, Bud and the coaching staff has, you know, kept his minutes kind of limited. So you're able to potentially see that Portis might get more time just because Giannis isn't going to be playing 45 minutes a game and then also coming off that injury, depending on his fitness there. You know, you might not expect that. So yeah. 
all of that to say, if Bordis, if, if Bordis, Bordis plays well, Bordis. Um, yeah, <laughs> Poppy Bordis, um, if he plays well, you'll be able to uh, have that impact. And over, you know, 11 and a half points rebound as assists, I, I like, I don't think he's going to shoot a ton of threes. And if he makes, you know, an early one, obviously he gets a little bit more of a green light, but I think he, that he knows that if he's going to stay on the court, he can't just be a chucker. So if he yeah. misses one or if he misses his first couple of threes, uh, and he's a you know halfway decent shooter, but if he misses the first couple, he might get told not to shoot anymore. He might realize like if I keep doing this, like I'm going to be benched. So um, I almost like the points, rebounds, and assists. He's an energy guy. You know, he's crashing on the offensive glass. So for him, I think he's going to still focus to bring those energy plays, finishing at the rim, getting on fast breaks and whatnot. So you know, think about that. That's eight points and four boards, and that's not even giving like a a gimme assist. So yeah. I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility for him to get 12 plus um, in points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, especially considering that this game is a blowout, he could easily get an extra few minutes, some garbage time points. Exactly. So that's really what that line is going to come down to, like how many garbage points can you get. So very doable. Um, do you have any other kind of like, you know, Hail Mary, you know, throw in the sky see what happens kind of bets yeah um i mean there's some real degen stuff that you can get into i was looking quickly at the finals mvp uh lines right now and they're not particularly great for Giannis or chris paul as one would expect Giannis still has some decent uh favor of ability there because he is still playing for the team that's not favored to win um but i'm not sure that uh, we're going to see, you know, that come into fruition there. If you could look it up, I don't have the line in front of me, but maybe we can find that while I talk about the real DJ <laughs> odds on Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. So Booker is at plus a thousand after that performance. So 10 to one on him winning MVP. Um, right now, again, Chris Paul has the narrative. He has the you know, seasoned veteran on his like sixth team or whatever at this point and leading the guys, you know, to the first title for the Suns, um, all of that, you know, a lot going for him. However, there's always going to be that recency bias. So if Devin Booker really becomes a total flamethrower and is scoring 35 a game for the next three or four games and uh, making some highlight plays, I can totally see the narrative in the media, you know, eating up, all of that and giving him the award, especially if in a closeout game, he has a dominating performance. So that's certainly a possibility. Uh, Obviously it's a long shot at 10 to one, but uh, again, maybe a lunch money bet there for you. And uh, you can take your wife or girlfriend out to dinner if they uh, see that through. And if not, maybe you lose a couple pounds because you didn't buy lunch. So (laughs) quickly on to Aiton. Yeah. Go for it. I was going to say Giannis is at plus 220. Yeah, so you might as well just take the bucks at plus 200. Like, yeah. even though you know Giannis would, would win it, you know, I mean, stranger things have happened where maybe they'll give it to a loser, although I doubt it. Yeah. Um, although, I guess, let me think about that again. Would you almost rather take Giannis as MVP rather than I mean, the bucks to win the series? Because there's no way it's going to be anyone else. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's definitely going to win the MVP if they win that series. I, I'd probably go with Giannis. Okay, so yeah, top tip there from yeah um, from a guy who of... knows what he's doing. Exactly. 
don't bet the Bucks to win the series. Bet Giannis to win Finals MVP at plus two twenty. Yep. The real final dark horse here would be DeAndre Ayton, um, which I just don't see this happening. But he's at plus twenty five hundred, so tw- twenty five to one. The only circumstance I could see here is if they gave him the like Kawhi Leonard, Andre Iguodala, like you defended the best player on the other team award. But I really do think that that's reserved mainly for LeBron. Like Giannis is obviously a force here and he's had a couple 40 point games. So no one's really held him back a whole lot. So I don't, I don't know whether much credit will be given to someone who um, keeps Giannis from winning it basically. Uh, but yeah. if you're, a, a real gambler, you know, something for eight in there. Maybe you'll get the, the voters to look back past the counting stats a little bit to see the impact he's having on the defensive end. But uh, part of that also requires him to stay in the game and not get the foul trouble like he did in game three there. So that's yeah. potential and 25 to one. It always looks tantalizing to take these home runs, but um, I'm not sure that that one would be for me. Probably not the smartest. No, yeah. but neither are we. So you know, yeah. So maybe we will. Bet. Who is. knows? <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that wraps up episode two. Um, if you haven't already, check out Stephen's article. Uh, he goes into some pretty good in-depth stuff for the rest of the series. Yeah, and I will also be probably writing a follow-up after tomorrow night's game. Uh, we'll talk about these. Uh, lines that we talked about here today. So we're specifically looking at that four and a half uh, point bucks spread to win the over 220 and then Booker to make at least three three pointers and Bobby Portis, aka Bobby Bordis, to get 12 or more point rebounds and assists. So yep. we'll always so. be honest here. We'll never, we'll never hide our, our results, but uh, yep. look forward to that and seeing if we can continue to at least break even on the betting front here yep and uh even if you don't follow our our leads and you go the opposite and you win even better (laughs) we're by no means experts and uh yeah yeah you you can get is a win that's right so um if you notice something wrong or something that you would like to uh, counter our our discussion here with we're all ears and happy to uh have a conversation or entertain a chat on anyone else's thoughts that they have around where the series is headed and any lines that they like or anything that you would like us to talk about and uh, dive deeper on, definitely hit us up and let us know. We're happy to make some content that you all who are listening and reading want to see in here. Yep. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening guys. And uh, good luck on game four.